Welcome to RLA's message of the week. This is part two on community in our series, The Big Five. We hope you enjoy. Let's, let's get into the message today. Um, so um, I want to start off the series today, and I, we're just going to pray real quick, and we're going to dive right in. Today I want to talk about the need for community. Say with me, the need for community. That's what I want to talk about today, and we're going to get a little, we're going to get really real today. Um, tell the person, uh, high five the person next to you and say, we're going to get real. Yes. So um, let's pray so that we could get really real. God, speak to us today. Speak to even the children that are in our midst today. Speak to them. Show them what life is, God. <laughs> and um, we just thank you for being here with us. Thank you for always producing good times uh, in us, God. Thank you for being good. God, those that couldn't come to service today because of work, because of school, because of laziness, or because they're in a season where they're um, doing their own thing, trying life without you, God, we just pray that you may show them that life makes no sense without you. And so, God, I just ask that you may speak to us today and that your word may build us, inspire us, and correct us. In your name we pray. Amen. Um, I know most of us come late to service, uh, but Sonia opened service today, and she made a great, great point, is that something that God is all about and something we're intentional about is giving you tools to live your daily life. And that's what really we're intentional about. We're intentional about giving you tools, giving you tools that God's word provides so that you can live God's abundant life today. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but did you know that God, when it says that God sent his son so that we will not perish but have eternal life, that doesn't mean live in heaven forever only. That also means that you could have eternal life today. That means that your abundant, uh, uh, thrilling, thriving life is available to us today. And so we want to give you tools at this church so that you could access and live that eternal life today. And so this series that we've been talking about, if we could put it on the screen, is these five key things that will create an abundant life for you. And so number uh, one of them is uh, worship. That was last week. We spoke about worship. What is worship? How to worship? Um, worshiping out of your prison. And then today we're actually going to talk about community. And then next week we're going to talk about maturity and discipleship and growth. And then we're going to talk about serving and service. And then we're going to talk about outreach. And so for those that don't know, we're going to intentionally place directors of these different key points in the church. Um, we're going to name them and we're going to, we're going to share with you who they are uh, in a few weeks. But these are going to be key things that we're going to be pursuing and pushing for intentionally at your church. And so um, today is community. Say with me community. True community. You ready for this? True community is knowing other people while they know you personally. That's true community. True community is knowing and being known. Did you know that in the Bible, the word know doesn't just mean knowledge? When the Bible talks about the word know, it knows somebody, it talks about like how a husband knows a wife intimately. 
And so true community is knowing and being known. Just like in the first pages of the Bible where everything was going according to plan in Genesis 1 and 2. What were Adam and Eve, the first community, they were both known. Exactly. They were both known. I think somebody said, uh, we'll keep it, the children are here, so we'll keep it uh, PG rated. Um, they were known. <laughs> they were visible to each other. And so in community, we have to be known and also know. Does that make sense? Nowadays, we live in a place where, and we live in a culture where we know a whole lot, but we are known very little. Nowadays, we even know what our bosses make. We know what strangers make. We know what certain houses are. We are overloaded with information about so many people, but no one really knows us. Have you ever gone through the rabbit holes of social media? And then you're like, oh, my gosh, like, how did I end up here? And, and then you, you exit and you're like, wow, I'm back out. <laughs> you know, like, we, are, we know so much. Information is so at our hand. But it's about information about others. But how many know the deep information about you? One of the theologians that I really admire, he said this. You need to have people in your life that get the unedited version of you. Nowadays, everything is edited. Pictures, videos, posts, everything is edited. Zits. Pimples. The white stuff on the pimple. No, okay, we're getting nasty. Nowadays, everything is Photoshopped. Everything is edited. But who in your life has the least uh, uh, edited version of you? No one, Renee. Everyone ha is, is, gets a, a part of me that's edited well, that's not true community. I get Kaylee's least edited version, and she gets the least edited version of myself because we strongly believe that marriage is being unedited with each other. Does that make sense? True community. There's churches that they're not churches. They're just crowds because people go to service or go to some gatherings of the church and then they leave without being known. But we're intentional in this church for you to be known by others. Does that make sense? Ask the person next to you, do you know me, know me? <laughs> exactly. So now, next question I want to ask you. Are, you. are you ready for this? What if you don't like your community? Yes, exactly. What if you don't like your community? What if the people you surround yourself with, you don't like them? Well, if it's your family, you have no other option. <laughs> it's not like you could go exchange your family, you know, and get a refund. No, like you, ha you, you were born with that family. I'm sorry. That's, those are your kids. That's your husband or wife. That's your, that's your family. If your friends aren't making you grow, then you can find new ones. If your friends are being scandalous about your unedited version, then that's not a real friend. Your real friends need to get the ugly you and the pretty you. You guys following me? Who knows the ugly you? My mom. <laughs> if you don't like your church community... But the leaders have a renewed mind and a, and a pure heart. 
then you need to stick to that community. Now we're living in a place we're living in a place where if you don't like something, we automatically eject. Nowadays, people have the the their their finger ready on the eject button. Nowadays, we treat churches like coffee shops. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just going here. I'm going there. You know, it's, it's, it's still coffee. It's still Jesus, you know. So, hey, well, you know, we could go to different, you know, different coffee shops. But we, we are rarely getting, are, are sticking to a community that we're there day in and day out, whether it's ugly, whether it's pretty. We need to rediscover what community is. So now, if you have a Bible, can you go to Ephesians chapter 4? Can I tell you something while you're looking for it? Ephesians chapter 4. You can put it on. There, there we go. Can I tell you something? Complaints are normal. Okay? Complaints are normal. Even in the best families, the best marriages, there are complaints. But don't let your complaints dictate your decisions. Please. Well, it's because he did X or he did Y. I don't like when he, they, she does this or does that. That's normal. Only because of complaints. Don't eject the, 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 the relationship. It's normal. And let me show you. Let me show you. Let me read you the, the Ephesians version. Ephesians chapter 4. This is Paul talking to a church, and he says, Paul says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble. Say with me, completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you, were, uh, when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of everyone, who is over all and through all and in all. Now jump to verse 11, down to verse 11. So Christ himself gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants. Say with me, infants. Real quick, you need community so you won't be an infant anymore. Can someone d describe to me how an infant behaves? Tantrums. What else? Crying. Hungry all the time. What else? Behaviors of infants. Needy. Needs cleaning. That's a good one. Fighting. Silly. Yeah, silly. <laughs> Talk a lot. Yeah. Needs what? Needs cradling and discipline. Oh, you guys are on fire right now. Wow. Scripture is saying 
so that you will stop being an infant so you could mature, you need community. If you are not in good community, you will always be an infant. All those behaviors, you will show those behaviors if you're not in the right community. You following me? Let's keep going. Tell the person next to you, stop being a baby. So then you will no longer be infants tossed. Listen to this. Infants tossed back and forth by the waves. How many know those people that go with the wave and just however the wave goes, that's how they go. That's an infant according to the Bible. And blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful planning. Instead, listen to this. Here's the remedy. Speaking the truth in what? Love. We will all grow to become in every aspect the mature body of him who is the head, that is the Christ. For him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Wow. That's such a good word. In community, if you don't like your community, but they have good hearts, even though they're very broken and imperfect people, Scripture says you need to be completely humble and patient. What does it say? You need to, be, you need to bear with one another out of love. But what do we do nowadays? We just eject. It says be completely humble and gentle. So if you ask... Renee, what if I don't like my community? What if I don't like my family? What if I don't like my church community? I want to tell you, I want to echo what scripture says. You need to be more humble and you need to be more patient and, and, and gentle. What else? It says, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. It says, People are gifted to build each other up, maturity. How do we mature? By speaking the truth in love. If you don't like your community, speak the truth in love. If in your family someone's misbehaving and it's, it's being destructive to you, speak the truth in love. Confront them with love. Haley and I, we always try to confront each other with love. Some people do too much confronting and no love, and some people do too much love and no confronting. If you don't like your community, speak the truth in love. Now, this is where the, the main part of the message where I want to get to. The reality and the need for community. I want to tell you about what community is. Four things that community is. If you're taking notes, write these down. Number one, <laughs> so the reality, the reality and need for community. Number one, and I want, I, I'm honestly excited for this part. Community, number one, is messy. It's messy. Having real friends isn't always neat and tidy. <laughs> How many here could borderline OCD, being or super organized and, super, and having a plan? I, I could be there. 
If you want real relationships, you cannot be OCD in your relationships. Community, real community is messy sometimes or most of the times. Sometimes they get out of control and they're unexpected. I don't know why, but this week I've had to show a lot of flexibility, huh, babe? Because I could be too rigid with my plans and with my, I, with my, with my, like, just planning, just, and, and I had my, plan, like, for example, on Friday, I had my plan ready, and Kaylee had told me, told me, okay, we're, we're on the same page with the plan, and then last second, Kaylee was like, actually, because I was going to go alone, and Kaylee was like, actually, I want to go with you now, and I was like, literally leaving the door, and I'm like, and this is my mistake. And I was like, sorry, babe, I, I, already, had, I already had the plan to, to leave, and to, I already had everything ready. I know, right? And I left. There's no, there's no good part to the other side of the story. I left. I'm like, okay, cool, baby, so I'll see you after then. And I, I left. I had my plan. I had my schedule. And it was crazy because this was like times four this week, right, babe? There was like four other episodes. Because I'm too much into my plan. into, And can I tell you something? If you want real relationships, you got to allow yourself to be interrupted. Learn from my mistake. I'm sure parents are interrupted all the time. Can I get an amen, parents? <laughs> Whoa, that's the four amens. <laughs> we live interrupted. Parents, let it out. Let it out. Let it out. But if you want, because if, if you want real community, you need to allow mess in your life. You need people to interrupt you. You need people that, that are going to check your flexibility. You need to bend a little. If you are rigid, if you are not flexible with community, you will not have real relationships. People that say, but I already had plans. But I already planned this out. How are you going to interrupt me? Can I tell you something? Part of the, one of the qualifications to follow God is allowing him to interrupt you. If you don't allow anyone to interrupt you, you will never build good community. You will live on an island. I know. That, yeah, that sounds scary, actually. If you think about it as a child, yeah, that sounds... <laughs> Not literal island, okay, Jathan? It's, it's a metaphor. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you know that nature doesn't have straight lines? It rarely has straight lines. I love straight lines. But nature, <laughs> you don't like nature. Nature does not have, rarely have straight lines. Nature is usually, you know, unexpected, it's creative, it's wavy, it's just look at us, look at humanity, we're a bunch of unexpected people, because that's what true community is, it's messy, oh my gosh, but I had this plan, well, you better make time, because rarely is it perfect time to have and build community and real friends, High five the person next to you. Tell them, bend a little. Yeah. All right, that's one. Community is messy. Number two, you ready? There's more. Oh, I'm excited for this one. 
Number two, community is uncomfortable. Any community that only suits your needs is artificial. Life is full of interruptions. <laughs> Any community that suits your needs only and that is only there to assist you is artificial. Because true community gets uncomfortable sometimes. I saw a saying uh, recently, and it said, the greatest democracies have to have uncomfortable conversations. If your community is always comfortable, that's not real community. I, I heard this marriage expert, he, he dropped this other uh, amazing bomb, and he said, if marriages aren't having conflict, or if people that are dating aren't having conflict, one of them is lying to each other. If someone that is dating is saying, no, everything is awesome, you know, Lego version. Everything is awesome. Everything is wonderful. Someone's lying to each other because true community could get uncomfortable sometimes. And if any community that only suits your needs, that only makes you comfortable is artificial. I don't know if you've seen the movie Her. Um, it's, not, it's, it's not suitable for children. Just want to give that disclaimer. But there's this great movie called Her. And it's a movie about this man that falls in love with his AI. Has, has anyone heard about it or seen it? Raise your hand if you've heard of it or seen it. Okay, great. It's a great film, honestly. One, it's super artistic. I love it. But it's about this man that falls in love with his AI. And I want to show you a clip, if we could prepare that, actually. Um, I want to show you this clip where... The whole film is building up to this conversation. And he's at odds with his wife. They haven't officially formulated the divorce. And so they're finally going to have lunch so that they could sign the papers. And they finally see each other for the first time. If you guys could let me know when it's ready. And the, his wife is the, like the hero of the story. Because the whole first half of the movie, you're like, this guy is falling in love with a robot. Like, this is, wow. And then the wife, the, the wife tells him everything that you've been wanting to tell him. Yeah, she was, she's awesome. And it's kind of like you get to the movie and it's like, yes. Like, that's, that's, what, that's, what, you, that, that's what I wanted to tell him. And so I, I, I find this movie so interesting because it's kind of a criticism to our modern day. Because nowadays, we're bonding more with our phones and with our laptops than with real human beings. <laughs> Sorry. And she says, I love what she, some of the lines she says, it makes me sad that you can't handle real emotions. And she says, now he's madly in love with his laptop. And then she says, you, uh, Kaylee and I, some of we were wondering, what, what does an L.A. wife mean? Did you guys catch that? Like, what, what is an L.A. wife? Anyways, she says, you always wanted to have a wife without the challenges of actually dealing with anything real. And so I just found this a great way to demonstrate, like, real community. There's challenges in real community. It makes you uncomfortable sometimes. And if you want real community, you need to get uncomfortable. 
It's not always going to suit your needs. It's not always going to be beneficial. Because true community is uncomfortable. Number three, you ready for this one? Community is draining. Can I get an amen to that? How many know listening and bonding with friends could, like, take a toll on you? It's like, man, I'm here listening, but, whoo, I'm tired. Like, some, when you, I don't know if it's happened to you, but whenever you're listening to somebody in your community or in your family, and, and it's, sometimes it's just tiring. Like, you get out of the conversation like, whoo, man, like, I need a nap. <laughs> you know, it's almost like an emotional workout. It takes a lot of time and energy, but that's why Jesus, his rhythm is perfect for all this because Jesus had rhythm, had the rhythm of spending time with people, but then also rhythms of being alone. But some of us, we're either always with people or we're always alone, and Jesus had that rhythm of being exposed and then... Bonhoeffer, he's a great, great man of God. He said, whoever can't be alone cannot be in a healthy relationship or community. We need to learn how to be alone so that we can recharge and recuperate. Because community could be draining. Sometimes we're really unbearable with people around us, but because we haven't had alone time. Some of us need to sleep a little more. Because or else, we'll be unbearable with the people around us. Some of us, you need to eat more. Some of you, you need to spend more time with God so you could be more bearable with your, with your community. One of my uh, mentors, he said, for me, sleeping is a moral decision. Because if I sleep, I'll be really good with the people that I love the next day. But if I don't sleep enough, I won't be able to love well the people after Does that make sense? And the last thing I want to tell you, so number one, community is messy, right? It's not all clean and tidy up and neat and organized. Number two, community is uncomfortable. Don't be, don't fall in love with your laptop or (laughs) with your operating system. Three, community is draining. And four, community is essential. If the Bible is right, you cannot come, uh, fulfill your God-given destiny by yourself. If the Bible is right, for you to be all God wants you to be, you cannot live on an island. Community is essential. You need to allow people to know you. You need to allow people to see your zits and your imperfections and the imperfections in your marriage. It was funny because um, I'm taking the metro, the train t- uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays to the office. And um, I was passing by this, this, the, this, the white van that, that is all like covered up. And 
and I was thinking, I had a thought, what are the, the, what are the cars or the vans that people, you know, just imagine crazy stuff about? The ones that are like, the, those vans that are all covered up, they have no windows or anything. And I, I was just thinking, that's kind of how people are. People that have no windows are, could be the creepiest people, right? They could be some of the people that you just wonder, like, how, how is their life? They're not allowing anyone in. And so you need to have windows in your life. You need to, have, uh, you need to allow people to, to look into your life and see you. Um, I, Kaylee and I, we were listening to this marriage. They have a whole, like, marriage ministry, a marriage. It's, it's awesome. And they had a dream that, and we're going to keep it uh, kid-friendly. Uh, they had a dream before their, their ministry started. They had a dream that in their bedroom, there was people looking into their bedroom. And she was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. No, we're exposed. We don't want anyone looking in here. And then they heard a voice in the dream that said, you're going to start a ministry that you're going to allow people to look into your most intimate times. And in those intimate times, in the imperfections and, and in the, uh, and the zits of your marriage, you're going to show people what it really is to be intimate. What's my point? My point is that God wants to sometimes reveal our, our deepest, darkest things to others. Because that's what community is. It's essential. And it's so easy to hide in L.A. It's so easy to hide here. But we need to be intentional on allowing others to come in. Does that make sense? We need to allow others to come in. Because that is one of the keys to having a healthy life is community. On behalf of our church, we want to thank you for listening to this week's message. RLA is a biblical grassroots church located in South Los Angeles. We are a community who is here to restore the hurting, anxious, and those discouraged by religion. We hope to have you back next week.